Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. I'm CBS 21 meteorologist Steve Knight. Welcome to our weather podcast here. And, you know, uh, it's been a great week of weather once again, but I got to tell you, the big concern continues to be just how dry it has been throughout central PA. You may recall we did have some pretty significant rains at the very end of April, that very last weekend of April. We actually got some pretty good rainfall, but uh, boy, May, we're talking about not only dry, but historically dry. So yeah, it was basically all the way back the last weekend of April, as I mentioned, like the 28th, 29th, 30th. Uh, I went to a Senators game on a Saturday night, April 29th, and uh, they were able to get the game in, but it was cloudy and kind of getting in uh, the game in between the showers that we had Friday, then we had showers during the day on Saturday, and then Sunday was a real wet day. And boy, then May 1st arrived on that Monday, and uh, it got historically dry for us. In fact, for the entire month of May, get this, less than two-tenths of an inch of rain, 0.19 inches of rain uh and that was the driest may on record broke the record yeah broke broke the record that went all the way back to 1903 so uh really really amazing when you consider you know how dry it was in the month of may and uh, it was the driest may that we've had since 1964 driest on record but also the driest since 1964 so essentially also the driest May that we've had in the last 60 years on top of it being the all-time driest May. So you add it all up. And uh, right now we're looking at a rainfall deficit here for the year that is over five inches and without a whole lot of rain in the forecast here heading into next week, at least not any kind of a soaking rain. Um, by next week, the rainfall deficit for the year is going to be around six inches. So we're teetering on the brink here of actually getting into a bit of a, a moderate drought here in central Pennsylvania. I'll be curious to see here moving forward as to uh, whether or not we wind up with any kind of uh, drought restrictions, whether they be voluntary or mandatory. But I'm sure that uh, the different agencies and different folks that take a look at water levels and that type of thing are probably uh, considering uh, what the next steps are going to be here uh, if this does indeed continue. I can tell you right now, you can help out by cutting back voluntarily a little bit on your water use, you know, maybe just try to take a, a shower that's a little bit quicker. Don't leave the, this is the one I always do. Don't leave the faucet running while you brush your teeth, that type of thing. So, uh, these are things I think to maybe kind of think about here uh, moving forward with this uh, rainfall deficit. The situation, look, is far from dire, far from dire. I don't want to to paint uh, a picture that isn't uh, fair to the actual situation, but it is becoming a bit of a concern and uh, certainly a concern uh, for the ag industry and for our farmers. And uh, we just uh, we're just at a point where we just uh, could really use some rain, especially for our folks in the ag industry. So let's hope that uh, Mother Nature deals us a better hand here. Uh, but uh, if it's going to happen at this point, it's probably going to have to happen uh, at least like second half of June, because I, at this point, don't see a whole lot of rain in our forecast, even into next week. I do think there's some chances for some stray showers, but, you know, really that's about it. But I, I will say this. Yes, it has been a bit too dry, and uh, we don't really want to harp on it because our weather has been spectacular. I mean, we have just stacked up day after day 
of great weather and uh, great weather for any and all outdoor plans. So from that standpoint, it's actually been uh, really, really nice and uh, really, really pleasant. And uh, boy, our springtime has been great. Um, you know, up until really the last couple of days, we haven't had any real big time spikes uh, in our heat. And even with the spike in heat that we've had here at the back half of this week, it's been a relatively dry heat. We haven't had the high humidity to go along with it. So despite the fact like Thursday, you know, 90 degrees, uh, this podcast dropping on Friday, we're anticipating being into the mid to low 90s with that lower humidity. It just doesn't feel uh, the same as it would. Uh, if we were talking about, you know, the high humidity and a heat index value that was up around 100 or even 100 plus. So uh, we do have a cold front coming through here this weekend, and that is going to bring us a few stray showers. It's not going to be a whole lot in terms of rain, uh, but a few stray showers that will be popping up uh, for us tomorrow. Uh, but yeah, th there could be a few areas that get a quick downpour and maybe see a couple of a tenths of an inch of rain. Can't rule out like an isolated thunderstorm, that type of thing. Um, but beyond that, weekend right now is looking dry, which, of course, again, is great for all of the outdoor plants and, you know, getting in all the things that we have going on here over the weekend up to and including the street riders in York. And I know there's another big car show in Carlisle here this weekend as well. So it's a big weekend for local car enthusiasts. And uh, the weather, you know, is going to cooperate. And Sunday looks great. Uh, a little bit cooler uh, with temperatures that are uh, back down into the mid to upper 70s for our highs. And then, you know, heading into next week, it actually looks pretty calm, pretty tranquil uh, as well. But, you know, even going back to the long holiday weekend, which worked out really well for us, um, it was great that, that we got in all of the outdoor plans and things were mainly and relatively dry. But, boy, there was a lot of rain just off to our south with a coastal low that was pretty much stalled out and just sort of kind of wrung itself out. We had high pressure and control and kind of acted as a block and kept that off to our south. But they had several inches of rain uh, not too far down to our south, uh, down the 81 to 95 corridor. It really affected the uh, NASCAR schedule because they were racing in Charlotte over the weekend. And it really kind of messed up their schedule trying to get all of their events in. I, I know we don't want rain, especially on a holiday weekend, but I kind of kept thinking well, a little bit of this rain moving to the north wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing for us uh, in the long run. So you didn't have to go too far south to where they got a big-time soaking rain. You know, we may get ourselves into a situation here where what is going to get us out of uh, this whole situation is maybe some remnant moisture from a tropical system. And uh, I bring it up because hurricane season officially kicked off this week on June 1st. It'll be with us through November and uh, in case you missed it, National Hurricane Center is predicting a near normal uh, hurricane season for us with, I believe they said, as many as four storms uh, potentially becoming major hurricanes. Um, so I, I believe in an earlier podcast a couple of weeks ago, I, I said, yeah, we're going to get that prediction here in the next couple of weeks. And mark my words, they're going to call for something around near normal. And that was just me kind of taking a look at some of the ocean temperatures and and kind of where we're at. It, it kind of had the setup of where they wouldn't come forward and call for, uh, which they rarely do, call for a quiet season. And uh, it also wasn't convincing enough for them to call for, a, you know, an extremely active season. So I kind of figured eh, they'll call for a near normal season and uh, and then see where the chips fall here throughout the uh, the actual season itself. We do have a disturbance. It's down in the Gulf. Uh, it uh, may become a named system here. And I forget off the top of my head, I can't remember the first name 
uh, that's up this year. That would be the A name. But uh, some years we don't even make it to June 1st until we start having named systems. Uh, but we did make it to June 1st this year without a name system. However, that system could get a name here uh, over the course of the weekend. The good news is, is that it's forecast to stay to out to sea and to the south, but uh, could uh, easily bring some pretty heavy rain uh, in and around Florida, especially southern Florida, and then down toward Cuba. So uh, certainly worth keeping an eye on here, uh, at least uh, moving forward. But uh, beyond that, I got to tell you, after this front comes through here this week, uh, it is looking like another fairly tranquil week of weather heading into next week. Most of next week, I have our high temperatures, give or take, hovering in the upper 70s uh, to around 80 degrees. And just kind of taking a, a look at some of the longer term stuff, as we we often do here on the podcast, I, I think uh, some heat is going to kick back in like back half of next week, next weekend, a chance next weekend that we could uh, once again uh, maybe be around 90 degrees or mid to upper 80s. So that's something we'll keep an eye on here uh, moving forward into next week. But first half of next week, at least I think through Thursday, uh, looks like it is going to be you know, fairly comfortable. I think a lot of days, 70s, maybe near 80 degrees, and then we'll look and see if that heat bumps up at all uh, toward the weekend. And I do think at this point the weekend is probably back into the 80s, but Nothing significant on the horizon in terms of real high heat. And unfortunately, nothing significant on the horizon in terms of that uh, soaking rainfall that uh, we could really, really use. You know, speaking of the holiday weekend, I was off uh, over the holiday weekend, thanks to my buddy Ed Russo for uh, filling in for me on CBS 21 News this morning. I made my annual pilgrimage out to Indianapolis for the Indy 500 and uh, people often ask me, you know, they see on social media that I, you know, I'm out in India, I go to the Indy 500. A lot of people, of course, curious about, you know, what that event is like to attend in person. And what I always tell people is, and I, and obviously it's a big tradition in this country. It always is on, on the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. I'm so glad that due to television, they have not changed. Basically, they have not changed the start time. It still starts at uh, about 1245 on the dot. So it's still like an afternoon thing. It's not one of those situations where they put lights in at Indianapolis Motor Speedway and move the race to eight o'clock tonight and put it in prime time. I'm so glad that it is still, you know, kind of holds its traditional starting time, uh, that it's kind of ingrained in the culture of the Sunday of Memorial Day weekend. But I always tell people, if you've ever thought about or you ever considered, you know, maybe going to the Indy 500 or it's on your bucket list, go. You don't even really have to be a big racing fan uh, to enjoy the Indy 500. First of all, uh, the pre-race ceremony, it being Memorial Day weekend, you can make the argument that the pre-race ceremony and everything that goes on and the pageantry that goes on, and the commemoration that goes on because it is Memorial Day weekend is as good as the race itself. And the race is phenomenal. If you've never seen cars turn laps at those speeds, talking 240 miles per hour heading into the corner, um, it is really something else. It's it's something that, um, you know, I, I think as, uh, as an American, and it's truly uh, an American tradition and an American event that goes back now over 100 years, um, you know, it's it's something that uh, uh, every American uh, deserves to to be a part of and see and see up close. 
I don't know if there is a, a better Memorial Day commemoration than what they do pre-race. And then, of course, it all culminates when they sing back home again in, in Indiana. And uh, that is a really special goosebump moment. Uh, there's also the museum slash Hall of Fame is right there at the track. And um, so, you know, when you go to the track, if you get there early and it's not huge, um, you know, you can you can get through the Hall of Fame slash museum in 45 minutes and and basically see everything that you really kind of do need to see. It's it's not all that big. It's actually in the infield of the track. Um, or you can spend three hours there. You know, it kind of just depends on your level of interest. But what's really cool in, in the museum, it, it gives you a sense of the history because it they have uh, various cars on display that either won the Indy 500 or participated in the race. And uh, there's a little story, a little placard with each one of them that kind of tells a little bit about the story of the car, the innovations that were made. So I believe like the, the earliest car that they have in the museum is around 1911, somewhere in there. When really, I mean, you know, uh, automobiles were this new thing and they, somebody had the bright idea of, Hey, why don't we have a, you know, a 500 mile race? And, and it, the idea was just to literally, if you could go 500 miles and uh, I, I feel like the average speed in the first race was like 70 miles per hour. Uh, and it took like seven hours to, <laughs> to do you know, uh, the race, which now, you know, at speed without any cautions or anything like that, uh, those cars could could do a 500 mile race in probably just over two hours. So um, at any rate, uh, I go, you know, I. Lord willing, I go every year now, and uh, I already renewed my tickets for next year, but uh, just thought I'd kind of pass that on here. And uh, the weather worked out great um, out in Indianapolis. I have now been to five Indy 500s, uh, not consecutive, missed a year, of course, due to COVID, but I've been to five in my life. And uh, I'm living on borrowed time because uh, I have yet to have weather issues on race day on Sunday, and uh, it's only a matter of time until it's a rainy day in Indianapolis uh, on race day. But uh, I had a great time, great weekend. And again, thanks to Ed Russo for holding down the weather for it for me. Well, I was actually off uh, doing my Andy, my annual Indy 500 pilgrimage. So looking forward to a great weekend of weather here. As I mentioned, stray shower uh, popping up on your Saturday, but it's not going to be much. And uh, Sunday looks fantastic. And a lot of next week, especially for early June, is looking really, really comfortable. So no major pushes. I don't see any heat waves coming our way uh, first half of June. Unfortunately, I don't see any big soaking rains coming our way either. But that could change quickly, uh, especially we get toward mid-month. And, and maybe we'll get you know some of those remnants of a, of a tropical system, as I mentioned. It, it may take that to get us out of this with that rainfall deficit that's likely going to be knocking on the door of six inches uh, by the time we get into the uh, middle of next week. So with that, we'll wrap up for this week. Appreciate, as always, you tuning in to another edition of the CBS 21 Weather Podcast. It's Raining Mets.